Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Hello, everyone. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm Kayla. My name is Terrell. And welcome to Black True Crime. Black True Crime. If this is your first time here at the show, welcome and hello. What's going on? You should have been here. <laughs> okay. Well, we're happy that you're here anyway. This, if you are new here, this is my man named Terrell. Say hi to everybody. Hey, what's going on, everybody? We're really excited to be here today. I know you guys are probably like, why does she keep having guests on the show? Well, there's a lot going on in all of our lives. Kristen is really busy. She's getting ready to move. I'm getting ready to go to Dallas and, you know, for the True Crime Podcast Festival. And yeah, we're just doing a lot of stuff. So it's a lot going on right now. And and just so y'all know, I always want to make an appearance. I've been trying to get back here on the show. uh, I think the last couple of days I've been trying to get on here, but Kayla's been doing a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, a whole bunch of other stuff. Anyway, today's case is actually pretty fucking sad. It's about a child. And you guys know how I feel about those cases. Little kids. Mm -hmm. We love the kids. Love the kids. And we hate (laughs) talking about them being hurt in any way but that's what's gonna happen today so if you're ready babe after you all right join us as we discuss the disappearance of chad choice my boy chadwick so sad all right so ernest chadwick choice was born on april 26 1983 in tyler texas tyler texas they got a terrell texas too Tyler and Terrell are actually really close in location. Yeah. Chad had multiple siblings. I don't know how many exactly, but I know he at least had one brother and one sister. Angela Choice Jefferson, who is Chad's sister, said, quote, I just really and truly believe that he would want to be with all of his cousins, eating good food and having dance-offs. He was really family-oriented, even as a young boy. End quote. She said dance-offs? Yeah. I used to do dance offs with my brothers when we used to watch uh, You Got Served. Mm-hmm, of course. <laughs> of course. Everybody did that. And this was like, what, the 80s? Yeah, so this was like. Oh, yeah, that's when it was like dancing on cardboard in the street. <laughs> yeah, who was popping then? What type of music? Ma- Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. He was probably doing shit like that. So, yeah, he was super cute. I don't know if I showed you him yet, babe. Look at him. Oh, shoot. The cutest thing. It definitely looks like a picture taken of a kid in the 80s. Like, you know, like you see your favorite celebrities have their pictures. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it looks like. He's just adorable. She said Chad loved to ride his bike and climb trees and play sports. So he spent a lot of time outside and he was just really athletic. My boy probably had a big wheel in his picture. Oh. You ever had a big wheel? No, babe. I didn't. I was poor. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> she didn't grow up in a hood, y'all. She okay. Had, she, had, she don't know what it's like having a big wheel. Okay. But unfortunately, Chad will only get to live eight years of his life, like a child should, before what? he was kidnapped from his own bed in the middle what of the What is going night. on? 
Bay, it has barely even started and it's going to get bad. Yeah, but I didn't expect you to say he got kidnapped out of his bed. I thought Chadwick grew up to be an old adult, but you did say it was about kids. Damn. And I did say the disappearance of Chad Choice. Follow the story, hey, please, listen, babe. My teacher span is pretty short. I'm thinking that this, this little kid, and I'm like, damn, I wish I looked like that when I was a kid. <laughs> Back then, I mean, when I was a kid, we had the little skin fade, mm-hmm. the buck teeth, but. Oh. Damn, they got my boy about the bed. I know. It's so heartbreaking. So here we go. Okay. On October 13th, 1991, Chad's mother woke up like she normally did to get ready for church. This day, however, she decided to let her children sleep in. Mm. Nice mama. Well, while at church, she would get a call from her eldest daughter asking her if she took Chad with her. Their mother said no and decided to head home to look for Chad. So, if an eight-year-old has gone missing, bitch, everything's on pause. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we turn over rocks, looking behind trees, looking under cars. I yeah. mean, uh, did they live in a hood? Um, That's a great question, babe. I think they lived in, in not an impoverished area necessarily, mm-hmm. but they weren't like... They weren't, they weren't. It was still paycheck to paycheck. Okay. It was well, giving paycheck to no, paycheck. No, I get that, I get that. Chad liked to play around, but he wouldn't just disappear. So, like, he would go and play hide-and-seek and stuff like yeah, that, but yeah. they, he would never worry them like this. Right. So his mother and some neighbors walked around the neighborhood looking for him, and they had no luck. So they decided to report him missing. When speaking to police, Chad's older sister told them that her house keys went missing the day before. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. She couldn't find them anywhere. She said she remembered leaving them by the back door of the house, and that was it. What the hell? <laughs> the back door you okay well i mean it's good if, not good but i mean if, if someone wanted to break into your house mm-hmm. through the back door like anyone would mm-hmm. and then they say oh shit the front door keys are sitting right here i know but it's it's this case is just so sad i don't want to talk about it too much because i feel like i'm gonna give it away but okay So police questioned any and everyone that was in the house within the last two days. One of those people being a 17-year-old named Patrick Horn. He was a friend of Chad's older brother and was at the house the day before Chad went missing. He was 17? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, man. He was friends with... The oldest brother. No, I get it, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I get it. You got to ask everybody everything, but... Everybody everything. And then if they lived in the hood, shoot, you know, in the hood, everybody coming in at the house. You could be 14 and... Not come in the house until 2 a.m. I couldn't tell you how many houses I went in when I was like between <laughs> 8 and 17. I could have got kidnapped my damn self. <laughs> no, for real. You know, Atlanta's uh, hot for like human trafficking. Uh, well, they weren't going to traffic me. Okay. I was doing the trafficking. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Hey. Back to our baby Chad. But with no evidence of foul play or forced entry, the police were treating Chad's disappearance like he was a runaway. Uh, I, 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 of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Which, is, which isn't out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. It's possible, but I don't think with the type of personality that Chad had and the type of life that he lived, I don't think he'd just be he darting on that type of shit. Right. No, no, no. So they thought he was a runaway until two days after Chad disappeared. A ransom note showed up at Greg Sterling's funeral home, and Greg was Chad's uncle. Okay. He was the sister, I mean, sorry, the brother of his mother. Okay. Uh The note demanded $10,000 be handed over for Chad's return. And what year was this? (laughs) I know, right? 1991. 10 bands? She might as well have 100 bands back then, but... And you said it showed up at the funeral home. Is that where yes. the uncle worked? He, they owned it. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, they wasn't, they wasn't, they wasn't broke, but right, still the eighties. Yeah, I was about to say at this point, I'm like, why would someone even know where Chad's uncle worked? You know, right. like a complete stranger right. or something. But that's I, all you said. The funeral home. I was like, 
Right. Question mark. Mm -hmm. But the family was actually affluent in the area. Like a lot of people knew that they had money. Yeah, because it's a lot of money in the death business. Oh, oh yeah. People are going to always die. Always. Mm -hmm. So that's basically like where they feel like the attention came from. Mm -hmm. So people thought they had money, but in reality, the business's finances were not looking the way that they should, and they just didn't have all the money. The family did their best to come up with it and made the drop like instructed. So they didn't give all of it, but they gave as much as they could. Police weren't able to get any useful information from giving the kidnappers the money. And what? yeah, they had no solid leads to go on after that. I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I ain't no way I'm dropping the last bit of everything I have to get my kid back mm-hmm. and not get any And not get a damn thing. Because I'm, what I'm going to do is sue the, sue the police department. <laughs> I'm going to get all that back in a little bit of more. I agree. Days later, Chad's mom got an anonymous call from someone saying that Chad's disappearance was related to a family family member's drug debt to a man named Paco. Paco. Remember last time I was here, y'all? You don't trust a person named Paco. <laughs> for people with gold teeth? <laughs> Paco people, has gold teeth, for sure. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. And I bet he got some slugs in. Mm. Oh, my. Well, so when I first like researched this it said it was an anonymous person but we learned later that it was actually pat horn remember that guy the 17 year old he said he was hanging around and we know that he was hanging out with the older brother he said that the uncle was running with some really bad guys in the area he was actually caught up in the drug business it's always somebody uncle Somebody just too close, mm-hmm. but not far enough. Yeah, I agree, babe. I was like, out of all people, they choose his nephew. Yeah, like that mean that mean what? Well, those type of uncles ain't don't have family. They, they don't have kids. They just run in the streets, yeah. you yeah. know, schlanging. Mm-hmm. So according to Pat, Uncle owed Paco some money. Okay, and after doing a little research, police were able to find that Uncle Sterling owed money to. Three Colombian drug dealers. Oh, wow. He was in the shit. Uh-huh. So I bet they owe more than... It had to be more than 10 bands. Oh, it's giving more than 10 bands for sure. I mean, if he's going after, like, people and, you know, assaulting oh, their children and stuff. Oh, look at these motherfuckers here. <laughs> yeah, so that's oh, Paco yeah. and that is Carlos. From left to right. Carlos is like he on the left. Yeah, Car- no, Carlos is on the right. Damn, I look a little backwards. Yeah, <laughs> these fools are like they owe me money. <laughs> And this right here is Pat. Yeah, yeah, he owed me five dollars. I remember. It, no, it's Bay. Look at his fucking neck. It's giving. It's, it's thumb head. Thumb head. Thumb head neck. It's giving toe head. <laughs> Big toe head. Yeah, it definitely is, Bay. Disgusting. I mean, there's no definition. It's just straight down. Yeah, that looks that looks crazy. Mm. His head like a Thomas bottle. <laughs> Thomas bottle. And he got a jersey on. It's that. giving Pez dispenser. Okay, okay, okay. And at this point, I'm like, why do people insist on owing like cartel members money? They're gonna kill you. They don't care. Listen, man. It's not about the money. It's about the principle. One hundred percent, because they don't give a fuck about the money. Once you took it, they don't give a fuck. They 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 want your life after that. Mm -hmm. And and in this case, they want your eight year old nephew. Oh my god, cringe. So the kidnappers hadn't returned Chad, and police had no idea where the little boy was. Chad's disappearance was even featured on America's Most Wanted, and multiple sightings were reported, but nothing, like, was fruitful. Damn. I mean, so that mean multiple sightings. I doubt it, but they just like, oh, I see a little black kid, and they're offering some money for it. Let me call this Exactly, exactly. Just wasting everyone's time. 
One year later, on the anniversary of Chad's disappearance, another ransom note would be found. One year. Mm-hmm. And it was found on Chad's mother's car's windshield. The note suggested that Chad was still alive and available for ransom. That's cap. This looks like so. So for me, I don't think a. Now this is just me speculating. I don't think a a Colombian drug cartel is gonna hold on to a little black boy for a year. No. This is just me. So I think either the uncle has something to do with it, mm-hmm. or this little seventeen year old boy with the muscle neck. <laughs> And they're like, oh, y'all remember a year ago when we took that little boy? Let's see if we can, you know, get some more out of this. That's, yeah. what, it That's what it smells like to me. And it stinks. Go off, babe. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just keeping it a buck. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. All right. So here are parts of that note. Quote, I guess you have suffered enough. Even though he misses you a lot, he will never see you again if you don't cooperate with me. Oh, my Last time, death came close upon your son because of your stupidity. Oh. I will take 6000 and no police. Get the money before next Tuesday and I will contact you. I will take... What are, we're negotiating my a ransom note now? I'll, okay, I'll, I don't need a 10 no more. That was a year ago. I need six now. I need six. And I've been feeding your boy for a year. And it's probably cost me over $6,000. <laughs> but let me just get that back. Come on, man. Doesn't make here. any fucking sense. No. On top of that, the killer, whoever the fuck wrote the note, spelled contact as contact. So C-A-N-T-A-C-T. So the person's an idiot. Yeah, they didn't go to school. Well, they probably went to school. They weren't paying attention. Didn't finish. And yeah, thought that was important to share. The family handed the note over to the police. And after investigating and searching, still no sign of chat. And I guess we not... We're not checking this note for hand, for fingerprints? I mean... For semen? I mean, that's what they did nowadays. Semen? <laughs> well, you know, like, you know, back then, they think <laughs> you, can, you can get, like, any type of... <laughs> mm-hmm. Any type of DNA from something. So they just tested for everything. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, that's what they did, man. That's what they did. Well, I know... They, I hope they did all the appropriate testing. Don't sound like it, because they surely botched the first, you know, $10,000 money handoff. Poor Fucking baby. idiots. Poor baby. Okay, so in my mind, we we are all aware, even the police at this time, that the likelihood of Chad actually still being alive is incredibly slim. Absolutely. So they feel like at this point, the killer is just taunting the family, and they can't fucking understand why. And they need $6,000, apparently. And they need $6,000. So when I hear all of this stuff, even before I knew anything else about the case... I was thinking, okay, this person's broke to even be thinking about something like six thousand yeah, dollars. It's yeah. a one local in the neighborhood that thinks six thousand dollars is a lot a to lot steal money. a fucking child for, and this person is comfortable enough around the child to take him straight out of his bed at two o'clock in the morning or or whenever. You Quick, know what I'm saying? Question for you, baby. Mm-hmm. So when the police was questioning everybody, you know, when this initially went down, yes. Did they make any arrests? Did they have any strong leads on anybody? Good question. They didn't make any arrests. They took what Pat said pretty seriously and started looking into like the cartel people and thinking it was like drug related. Yeah. And even started looking into the uncle more, but it just wasn't. Nothing came to. It first. wasn't connecting. Okay. Hell, by the way, that dude's neck look. He probably swallowed the kid and they got stuck. Babe, please. <laughs> 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 no, for real. Y'all have to see what yeah, that look like. That motherfucker look crazy. I'm gonna post it on Instagram. Go follow us at Black Your Crime Podcast. Yeah. So after this, the police had no new leads. They hit a dead end, and the search for Chad went cold. My boy Chadwick. Poor baby. So fast forward to July 21st, 1994. That's your birthday. I know. 
one year before I was born. Y'all didn't know day. that, though. I got it tattooed on my arm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know. She got it like that. <laughs> he fucked with me like that. All Lucky. right. July 21st, 1994. Two men robbed a credit union at gunpoint in Tyler, Texas. They were able to escape with $8,000 and left little to no evidence behind. Damn. Mm-hmm. A witness was able to write down a partial license plate, which produced 400 possible matches in the area. That narrows it down. Very much. About four months later in November, the same credit union got hit again. Okay. This credit <laughs> union need to be shut down. You want to go rob a bank, baby? I know a credit union in Tyler, Texas that, that's oh, okay. like giving away $8,000 at a time. All right. Well, listen, <laughs> it seems like they learned their lessons this time because there was a difference. This time there were cameras present. Oh, great. There wasn't the cameras the first time at a bank. <laughs> they get, cut them some slack, well, okay? I, I it, it wasn't their fault they were robbed. Whoever robbed it the first time, cased it and was like, hey, these motherfuckers ain't got cameras. <laughs> Let's go back. All right. They could have killed somebody and got away with it. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. So if you're on Patreon, I'm going to post the video of the like evidence that they had from the surveillance. You see the two guys. From what I'm looking at, I can kind of tell they're black just because I know black people are mannerisms. Racist. <laughs> That's what it's giving. One's wearing a white shirt. One's kind of wearing like a plaid shirt. The one with the white shirt looks kind of like taller. I think, in my opinion. Ish, yeah. Let's watch it again. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the other guy's taller, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, going with the, the plaid. Yeah, he's taller. taller. Okay. It's not a long video, guys, but these guys look like they done <laughs> robbed somebody before. Yeah. Uh, it's not a long... Particularly this bank. <laughs> oh, good one, babe. Good one. So, yeah, it's not a long video, but you can kind of just see the culprits. And by the evening news, the same exact footage would be out on the news, like, outlets, and it would be circulating. And then one off-duty cop would notice one of the men. An off-duty cop? It's always an off-duty cop. Motherfuckers <laughs> don't be working when they I know, I was about to say. Someone be... that should be at home doing nothing. Right. They be vigilant as hell when they off duty. And everybody business. Anyway, well, we're happy that he was in the business this time. Okay. So he noticed that the taller one looked really, really familiar. Okay. Okay. And it ended up being his neighbor named Christopher Wells. So he saw actually Christopher Wells and his friend, who's Probably the shorter same one. Mm-hmm. Same day. Same day earlier, wearing the same exact clothes, and they were looking really sketchy. And they lived next door to a police officer? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if it's, like, next door. I think it was, like, an apartment complex. Oh, okay, so okay. Maybe okay. just, like, upstairs. Whatever. Either well, way. for him for being just vigilant, I guess, seeing something and remembering mm-hmm. it. He did. So he obviously reported this to police, and police went to Christopher's house right away and wanted to talk to him. Let me talk to you real quick, dog. Right. Christopher wasn't there, but his brother was. And when his brother opened the door, they could briefly see like a glimpse of that plaid jacket in the back in the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's just like, imagine how their penis is probably filled with blood when they saw that. <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> I mean, I would have been so fucking happy. No, I get it, though. I get it. I mean, you know, especially if it was like some like... um What's what they call them? Like patrolmen, mm-hmm. and, and they get a they break like see, that. Yeah. They like they like. Oh, I'm about to make detective on yeah. this thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So they saw that jacket, and then they showed the brother the surveillance video, and the brother literally said, "Oh, that's Chris." <laughs> oh damn! Good on you, brother. Go ahead. Just 
you know. They ain't got nothing to do with me. That's your boy. That's my boy. Uh, he'll be back in about 15 minutes. <laughs> probably couldn't take the heat, honestly. Yeah, it was just nah. like, take whatever you Because, I mean, at that point, he probably realized that he was, you know, up shit's creek. And it was like, I either lie yeah. and get in, get into this shit myself or go ahead and get what they need. Yep. So they ended up arresting Chris. And as soon as they got him in an interrogation room, Chris basically was like, I'm ready to talk. Okay? Folded mm-hmm. it like a lawn chair. Yeah. He said he didn't only have one other accomplice. He had two. Probably a driver. There you go, babe. Yeah. So one was Gene Lindsay and the other was Patrick Horn. Oh, man. Who this boy with the cornrows? What's got two with the cornrows? My boy in the middle is hurting. <laughs> he probably needed that money. I mean, nobody has touched his head. Yeah, my boy on the far right picking up cable with them ears. Okay, babe. Well, it's definitely giving Meerkat Manor on the Meerkat end. Meerkat Manor. <laughs> I digress. So these are the men that are responsible for robbing the bank the two times that it was robbed. Okay. Gene, who's in the middle, was arrested next and just as eager to talk. He admitted being involved in the two robberies, but then he admitted something else. That he was involved in a murder that had taken place just one month earlier. Yeah, my boy about to start singing and get off this get off this case. They always do that, can't take it. Yeah, I mean that's how it is. I mean, we can go down a rabbit hole as far as how different um, communities handle situations like that as mm-hmm. far as, you know, either standing on what you what you did and mm-hmm. not telling on nothing. In this case, it is good that he did tell, yeah. whether it's for his own benefit or not, because yeah. a little boy uh, was right. kidnapped. So right. that, that's all that matters. But um, I know when I hear stories like this, mm-hmm. I think back to like the mobs and some other organizations where it's like, if they did the crime, they're like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jail for this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a smile on my face. With a fucking smile. October 5th, 1994 in Smith County, Texas. 80-year-old James Lavasser is found shot to death on the side of a dirt road where he would often set up to sell his produce. So he was like one of those cute little old men that just sold peaches and fruit. You like old men? Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, damn. Right. Just the nicest looking little old man ain't gonna bother motherfucker. Well, he probably couldn't bother nobody, but either way. Either way. He probably didn't deserve. Didn't at all. He was shot once in the back of the head. Oh, man. That's terrible. Police think the murder was motivated by a robbery. The killers must have just wanted the truck, but the truck was still there. It was found like abandoned, probably like a little bit under a mile down the road. Well, according to witnesses, they saw two black men struggling to drive the stick shift truck. Oh, so they just left the car there. Yeah. That's just unfortunate. Just People would just be living their own fucking life, doing yeah. their own fucking thing, selling peaches out the back of his truck, and, and just wrong place, wrong time. That's yep. just terrible. And just because someone else wants what you have right. because they are too fucking lazy to figure out how to get it themselves, it's just... A and then story we've heard too many times. a fucking car you can't even drive, fucking idiot. Right. Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. It's okay, babe. It's going to upset you. Police had no leads and the case hadn't gone anywhere until Gene Lindsay spilled the beans. Oh, boy, Gene, dumbass. <laughs> and it was like a month later, so his, you know, murder didn't go unsolved for a very long time, which is great news. Okay, that's good. That's good. So rest in peace to James. R.I.P. James. Hold it down. He said they were just supposed to steal the truck. So this is Gene speaking. He said they were just supposed to steal the truck, but Chris decided he needed to die because he'd seen their faces. Chris said out loud, quote, this old bastard gotta die. 
and you shoot him in the back of the head. That's and James, James heard him say this. So James is like begging for his life, yeah, saying, man. please just take whatever you can, take my truck, everything. Knowing that wasn't working, he starts trying to run away. That's fucking crazy. People like that, people who, who, who do things like that in society should not be, I'm remiss to say alive, but <laughs> you know, they deserve whatever they get coming to them. That's for sure. Oh yeah. To be locked up for it or, you know, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever justice comes, looks like right, to you. Whatever comes their fucking way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jean told police that Chris and Pat were both present during the murder and all were charged with the murder and the bank robbery charges. Pat and his co-defendants were facing the death penalty. Gee, that long Serious ride. Shit. Oh yeah. Pat decided to take his fate to trial and was found guilty of these charges and in turn sentenced to life in prison. That's what he get. So he just missed the... The death penalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he wouldn't be sentenced until May 31st, 1996. And a lot is going to happen. Okay, talk to me nice. October 13th, 1995. So exactly four years after Chad disappeared or was kidnapped, Chad's uncle's girlfriend would find a third ransom note. Oh my God, they keep. In reference to Chad that read in part, quote, you paid only part, so here is a part. No way. And with that note was found a small human skull right there on their porch. I don't even know what to say about that. Don't say anything, babe. I don't wish death on nobody, but... That person. Because we know that this piece of shit, Pat, is already in jail. So who the fuck dug up the remains and drop it on these people's porch? That's fucking disgusting. I don't understand. I don't understand how you be reading stuff like this. How do you look into stuff like this? I'd be like, I can't do this. It's heavy, babe. And I think actually someone recommended this case. I just can't find the screenshot on my phone. So if you did, please message me on Instagram and I will add your name to the description shout out to whoever you are yes and a forensic anthropologist concluded that the skull belonged to a male child that was around the age of nine Mm, mm, mm. the following year on april 5th of 1996 pat horn was in custody at the time we know and he received a letter that read quote you had a leg in this so remember never cut off the leg that holds up your destiny end quote and accompanied with that note was a leg bone. Oh my God. Somebody. Ugh. Somebody mailed a leg bone to prison. Why the hell do people. That, so did. did, did it was intercepted. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. was about to say. Authorities I mean, got this it. whole. They, they, got, they all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Now, in my mind at this time, I'm just like, why would like. Why would someone do this? Do why that. would someone yeah. send this so obviously You're taunting to people with, with the, the remains of a child. Yep. And immediately with this being mailed to Pat, I'm immediately going to think, okay, Pat, you had something to do with this. Right. That means, yeah, you, had, you knew something. Mm-hmm. So now, finally, investigators are like, hold on, let's take a closer look at this Pat guy. And on May 24th, the FBI... Oh, about time. I mean, yes. damn. That, well, Body bones are being mailed to people. With the Americans Most Wanted being involved, that means the FBI is involved. Sure. So they were already involved, but obviously not doing right. what needed they, to be done. Right. They were slow rolling. Mm-hmm. So investigators allowed Chad's mom to get a little bit of one-on-one time with Pat. And I have a little bit of video footage from that. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I treated you like you were my son. Always welcome in my house. Fed you. Prayed for you. 
What about your hand? You want to see a picture to remind you? Don't you want to see his picture? I need to know that. I need to know. That's some that's some strong shit right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, good on good on it was FBI right? Uh, for, yeah. But good on them for I mean taking initiative and maybe it was her idea, but mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I'm getting chills thinking about it. Imagine anybody committing any crime to someone's child, yeah. especially a mom, and sitting down with their mom in a in a in a room and having her beg to find out something. Yep. You know about that, mm-hmm. and it don't pull your pieces to 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 give up whatever information she's asking for. I pray for that lady now for being able to even have that conversation. I know. I know. And for me, I couldn't have touched him. She touched him. She was pleading and, you know, it almost seemed like she wanted to embrace him just to get whatever information she, you know, he may have had. Yeah. And that takes a strong person to do that. Yeah. I would have been right in the cell right next to him. Yeah. But out of all of that, after her crying, her pleading with him, he still chose not to say anything. Yeah, he talking about fuck y'all to the police. Exactly. For in the situation. Fuck you, pussy. Bitch, you put yourself in the situation. Yeah. One ass Nick. <laughs> Sorry. One week later, on May thirty first, nineteen ninety six, Pat was sentenced to life in prison without parole. And I think that sentence shook his selfish ass because that same day, uh-huh. Pat decided to tell investigators that he would lead them to Chad's body. Okay, well, I mean, I don't know why you decided to wait till after you got the life sentence to do this, but... Well, he basically demanded immunity. Like, he was like, okay, I'm going to tell you where the body is okay. and you're going to give me an incredible deal. Okay. Piece of fucking shit. Dumbass. Right. I, I, I mean, I... I understand the position that those people are in, but I find it difficult for myself to want to negotiate someone's life and remains yeah. in, in the benefit of myself. But I know, but you're also like a decent human being and are a father and wouldn't want this yeah. to happen to anybody. Yeah. Okay, so spoiler alert, he did not end up getting that deal, but he did end up still telling the police where to find Tad's body and he told them to go to his stepfather's backyard. Something so close to home. That's what bothers me. And from the remains that they were able to pull up, they could tell that because at this point, it's hard to kind of do like a full autopsy. It's completely just bones left. And they found his bones wrapped up in a bloody blanket. Mm -hmm. They found three bullet casings and a pair of keys believed to have come from the house. So it was probably the sister's keys. In the backyard, man. In the backyard. Mm-hmm. There probably I'm sure there probably was no more than a few miles from probably where he laid his head every night. Yeah, and probably not even a huge backyard either. Like, let's be real. They probably didn't have a lot of yard space. So where the fuck was this yeah. this stepdaddy anyway? What the fuck was he doing? Right. Pat then explained his side of what happened to investigators. So he told them that in 1991, when he was 17 years old, he was working in the drug trade and he was involved with three Colombians. 
Okay. Paco, Carlos, and Junior. Okay. He said he bought some drugs from the Colombians and sold some of it to Chad's uncle, Sterling. Okay. But Pat claimed that Sterling owed the Colombians a lot of money because of this. Which in my head, it's like, bitch, don't you owe them the money because you sold it to Sterling? Right, 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 right. I'm just, I'm just buying. That's what I'm saying. I'm confused. You fr- If you threatening to them, that's not their fault. Right. So Pat said the Colombians told him to steal the car keys or the house keys from the Choices home so they could retaliate. And in my mind, again, I'm like, why the fuck would they go for the kid? Like, straight up. He must have owed him $150,000. Yeah. The story is just never going to make sense. I'm trying to make it make sense. It's not going to happen. I already know what happened. Pat said he stole the keys and gave them to Carlos. And according to Pat, it was Paco and Carlos who kidnapped Chad. They then picked Pat up and drove both Pat and Chad to a deserted location in East Texas. And that's where he claims Paco shot and killed Chad. And then they asked him for ransom notes. Like, like, like. Year, uh, years after. Right. Like you got something to give up. Come on, man. Right. This is just. This is just really disrespectful and, I mean, cynical to the max to go and try to torture these people even more. With a kid, man. Right. I just don't understand it. I don't understand people's mental, some, like, even back then. I mean, you just... What's wrong with you? You can't be that poor, like, you know? No, I mean, and then you ain't, you're not asking for, you know... Life-changing money. <laughs> pennies, probably. Yeah. Pennies. Yeah. A few days later, he, meaning Pat, claimed that Paco and Carlos brought Chad's body to his stepdad's house Mm. and was like, you know, take care of this. Pat claimed he followed instructions because he feared for his own life. That's why he didn't say anything. According to Pat's younger brother, however, named Keithan, (laughs) Keithan Horn, Pat told him to dig the grave back in 1991. Mm -hmm. So it it had nothing to do... With these other people. Right. I mean, I, yeah, which I feel. Pat had him do it. Right. And Pat only told him to did the, dig the hole, though. He didn't tell him what it was for. After the hole was filled, Keithan admitted that he thought something sketchy was going on, but he didn't, like, pry. He didn't Right. Well, he wasn't asking no questions. But, I mean, right. how dumb can you be to be to ask your brother, hey, go dig me a hole in the back and don't... I'm sure Very you're like, dumb. what the hell is this for? Very dumb, babe. Yeah. In regards to the skull that popped up at the Choice home, Keithan said that after Pat agreed to testify against his co-defendants for the carjacking and the robberies, Mm -hmm. he called Keithan and told him to drive from Houston to Tyler and dig up the skull. He told Keithan to clean the skull with a toothbrush. So we already know that it's going to have like a bunch of dirt and probably still some decay on it and stuff. Told him to clean it. And after that, Keithan was to place the skull on the Choice's porch along with the ransom note. This is so fucking sick. And he's so self-obsessed. Like, it's like, let me see how I can get off for all of this shit. I may get out of jail completely. Yeah, fucking right. Who are you going to play about kids? You you fuck up some kids in any kind of way, dang. You're going to ride the pine. Well, hopefully, because let's be real. All right. Well. The system fails kids every fucking minute of the day. Which is true. Which is true. I guess that's true, too. Mm-hmm. In April of 1996, Pat contacted Keithan again, telling him to dig up more body parts and mail them, along with a note to Pat himself. The note was supposed to read, you had a hand in this, so here's a hand, but Keithan couldn't find any hand bones, so he just went with the legs. This is just (laughs) fucked up. If anybody, if my sister asked me to do this, I am not doing this. No, 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 you're going to jail. 
And you can tell that these are very small bones. This is a child. Yeah, and you, you probably tell me, digging through all kinds of dirt looking for him. Keithan is a fucking idiot. Yeah. And Keithan was actually um, charged and he pled guilty to tampering with evidence. And he was held on a $100,000 bond. He just got charged with tampering evidence, tampering with evidence. Not like, uh, what's that one charge I hear all the time? Like Accessory. Not accessory. It's something of a, of a, of a human corpse. Oh, um, I don't know. Disposal, like improper disposal. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, they didn't do that because he technically didn't dispose of the corpse. He just dug up pieces yeah. of it. So fucked up. My baby Chad, I'm so sorry. On March 31st, so now that we know that Chad is dead, like rest in peace, Chad. Rest I'm so peace. sorry this happened to you, baby. You can't trust everybody that's around your kids. No, you can't. Six Sanders. Especially, I mean, I, I don't know if the mom knew what these people in and out of her house was into for real, but you gotta be fucking, you gotta be. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's just scary. It's scary all around. Yeah. On March 31st, 1997, Pat Horn was indicted on capital murder charges and pleaded not guilty. Yeah, of course he did. He tried to get the court to suppress his bullshit claims about the Colombians being behind everything, and this motion was denied because it's provable that this is. A fucking lie. They literally had alibis during the time that Chad went missing. Pat didn't testify on his own behalf. And on October 4th, look at my man's birthday. It's my birthday. 1999, almost eight years to the day that Chad was kidnapped, Mm -hmm. 25-year-old Pat Horn was found guilty of capital murder and kidnapping and was sentenced to death. Yes. (laughs) As he should. I was waiting for you to say that. I wasn't going to read. I know. But according... To a new ruling uh-huh. in the state of Texas, because he was 17 years old when he was kidnapped and murdered Chad, his death sentence was commuted and he will spend the rest of his life in prison. Ruin my day. Yeah, that's that's shitty. I mean... He gets to live. Right, because my thing is, if he committed murder when he was 17, he wasn't found guilty for it. Hell, they didn't even start like really looking into it as far as him being mm-hmm. having something to do with it until afterwards so mm-hmm. he should have been nah my boy should be swimming with the fishes as they say on the godfather and it breaks my heart because it's like how soon after he kidnapped chad did he kill him was it after they paid part you know a part of the first ransom right and i think the reason why he killed chad was because chad ended up seeing his face the nigga was dumb didn't even think to cover it right. i was just like fuck it i'm gonna and then i mean and the thing is which is so unfortunate that it's just like the actual reality but once you kidnap a kid you can't threaten to you, you can offer to give him back because the kid's gonna be like hey chad who kidnapped you yeah that dude with the fat neck yeah you know and <laughs> And the fact that Chad was like what eight or nine at the time, like he's he can understand everything, yeah, 100%, communicate totally 100%. fine. Two of the Colombians Pat mentioned would end up serving time in prison after this. One was sentenced to thirty years for tr- drug trafficking, and the other was arrested for some really like serious charges because his bond was a million dollars. Okay, yeah. And I just don't know what those charges were, but they weren't a huge part of this. I don't want to get too much into the cartel if I don't have to. <laughs> but yeah, Pat Horn, I, fucking asshole. I mean, but I, I guess this case was screaming him anyway. Like I said, somebody broke into the house. No signs of, you know, yeah. breaking into. I, covetous. Just a covetous piece of shit. Yeah. And that's why 
you know, it's great to flaunt what you have, right? And like enjoy it and be proud of it. But always just be mindful that someone's like waiting for you to slip up yeah. because it's easier to take from you than to go out and work for 100%, themselves. 100%. That's just crazy. Rest in peace, Chad, again, man. Rest in peace, Chad. He Rest in like peace such to a James. Sweet kid. I feel like I know him. I know. I know. What a sweet baby. And that was our case this week, you guys. That was that was that was worse than the lady with the gold tooth the last time I was on here. <laughs> it definitely was. That and was worse. I'm sorry you guys didn't get two episodes this week. Kristen is really busy, but next week you guys will be getting two episodes. And this weekend we will be going live and just having fun, listening to some music, talking some shit. So follow us on Instagram so you don't miss that at Black True Crime Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really helps our show get out to new people. Mm-hmm. And did you guys enjoy Terrell being here? I hope so. If not, go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> if so, um, I'm happy to be here. Uh, I, I told you guys last time, I watch Kayla work on this podcast every single day of the week. And, and it's always great to uh, include myself in some form or fashion. So mm-hmm. it's an honor for you guys to uh, recommend me back. So yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed some of the commentary. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, and guys. before we go, be safe, protect your peace, and protect your space. So we don't got to so cover don't your case. Cover your so we don't got to cover your case. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> you have a right to kill me. I have a right to do that. But you have no right to judge me. <laughs> <laughs>